Hi, I'm Robin and welcome to Well-Conceived Business. We help online business owners within health and wellness to create a business and life that is not only well-paid, but well-lived. Here you'll find honest and refreshing conversations about what it takes to create a business around your life, what healthy hustle looks like, as well as insights and tips on growing your audience, your signature program, your profit and your peace. Ready? Let's go. Hi, and welcome to Well-Conceived Business. Today's episode is all about some of the things I did to grow my business in the early days that most people won't do or don't realize. And I think it's a really powerful lesson to learn because there are so many things that we see on the outside of other people's businesses, or we're looking at other people and we're like, this, how does this person have such a giant business? And the reality is that we're likely, number one, not seeing the full picture of someone's business, or number two, comparing someone's chapter 10 to our chapter one. So I think it's a really powerful lesson to learn. And it's brought to you because I've been very reflective at the moment. You may have seen that we have the doors open for my signature life coaching program, The Reset. And this is the last time ever that we'll be opening the doors in order for me to create more space to number one, life. We are doing a renovation of our house next year. We are knee deep in like all the things for kids at the moment, particularly one of my daughters is needing a little bit more support. So there are just appointments galore. So simplifying things and allowing myself to really step into supporting people at a business level. And I've been running almost two niches now for some time. We had, there was one year when I only had my program, the Fertility Warrior Intensive. And honestly, it was, if I think of the eras in my business, it was one of the best eras in my business. I only worked six hours a week. It was the first year that we hit six figures in revenue. And there was like some smaller sort of promotional little programs and products built into that. But by and large, all of that revenue came from having just this one signature program. And since then, you know, the years following that, we've had the Well-Conceived Mastermind, which is still going. We've layered on other business programs and really stepped into number one, like growing our audience from a business perspective. Hello, the Well-Conceived Business Podcast. But if I step back into what the early days of creating and running my fertility business and growing an audience looked like. There's a number of things that I did in that time that have resulted in the results that we get now, i.e. we've had more than 1 million podcast episodes and we continue to receive thousands of podcast downloads every single month because of the evergreen legacy that we've built And our Instagram at the moment, I just looked this morning and we've reached 230,000 other Instagram accounts within the last month. We are running some ads at the moment, but that is the smallest percentage of what we are receiving. By and large, the majority of what we have at the moment on our Instagram account is organic traffic. I haven't even been posting every day. Again, the two niches like kills me. My brain can't brain between the context switching of two radically different businesses, but we've still achieved a reach of 230,000 people. So how did we get there? So if you're looking at those stats and you're like, damn, I want that, 
but I'm only posting on Instagram three times a week because Robin's only posted on Instagram three times a week. Then I want to let you know, stop right there because it is the result of years of effort that I've put into building that business, that reputation, my organic growth in the business. And just an aside, if my voice sounds a bit nasally, it's because (laughs) I am completely blocked up. And just a launch tip for you, I swear, whenever I launch, all the things happen, like physical resistance, emotional resistance, all of the things. And now, and I talk about people with this in the mastermind, when you run a launch, please step out of like, oh my God, like why are my kids getting sick? Why did my dog just puke on the carpet? Why have I had all the tech issues? Except that things like that might happen as part of a launch. And the question isn't why are all these things happening to me right when I'm in launch period, but more so how can I create a launch that feels spacious and laid back, even if things happen in my life. So just an aside, thank you for putting up with my nasally voice. So here are eight things I did to grow my business in the early days that most people probably won't do. And again, this is a result of just the reflection that I've been having about what it was like to grow that business in the early days. So one of the things I did that almost nobody knows about is that I regularly hosted dinners. Now I'm in Perth in Western Australia, so there's not a giant population here, but I would still say, hey, are there any fertility warriors in Perth who would like to catch up? And I would coordinate dinners at different restaurants. I was broke. Like I wasn't making money from my business in the early stages. I wasn't running it as a business. I was simply would post and generate community because it supported me through my journey. And so I would say, who wants to catch up? You just pay for your own meal. I'll make the booking and we'll just have a general human being catch up. I didn't pitch programs there. I didn't pitch anything, but I sat back and I listened and I really got to know my audience. So for anyone here who, you know, thinks that we post three times a week on Instagram and we get the results we get, one of the core reasons why my business has grown to the level that it has grown is because I've spent so much time listening and connecting and engaging with my community. So I used to host dinners, maybe only once every six months, but I would say, hey, who wants to catch up at a restaurant? And I would just go there and I would just listen to people and hang out listen to their stories. And it was honestly so valuable from a market research perspective. The other thing that I did was go out there and pitch things when my business started growing as a business. And I once pitched a group coaching program that came with more people saying yes to a discovery call than I could have ever imagined. But I ended up with 50, 5-0 discovery calls which I obviously had to spread out over the course of a few weeks, which was really hard because I had a young child, Chloe, at the time, but I made it work. And I just listened to what those people were going through. I really listened to what their stories were like. I connected with them. But again, so gold for market research. So, so many of you will be sitting here and sitting behind the scenes thinking, wow, like how do I talk to people? What do I do? You don't need to pitch anything, but I guarantee if you went out there, even posted on your general Facebook personal page. Is there anyone navigating this who would like to just catch up for a chat? 
and maybe they can have something in return. Maybe you give them an ebook or something in return. But if you sat and listened to what 50 people were going through, what their stories were like, number one, your copy would be on point. You would know what stage of their journey they're on, what type of personalities and common connectors they have, and think your programs, your copywriting, your Instagram, everything would be so much more on point. And that was something that I did. I just got on the calls with people and listened to them for the majority of the time. I also engaged with everyone. So one of the things I did, I started a Facebook group and this, I started the Facebook group and started the podcast before they were even really a thing. And I'll talk about that in a moment, but in my Facebook group, number one, in the early days, I answered every single post in that group and I showed up live once a week as scrappy as it was. Sometimes I remember recording videos just in my bedroom with terrible lighting. I remember recording one on starting a gratitude journal, but I would show up with a live, not expecting anything, no call to action, just sharing tips and reflections and behind the scenes of my life with everyone in that group. Again, I would take on feedback about what people wanted in the group and how they wanted it to run. I remember we changed the group. It used to be called something else. And then we changed it fairly on to support and chat group. Maybe before it was like tips and recommendations and we changed it to support and chat group. And I remember receiving all these comments, people being like, oh yeah, that's so much better. I love that. I love that. And so it was a very much a community rather than me spouting stuff all the time. Again, I would reply to every comment. I would show up live without pictures, without anything. And I was just so focused on showing up and being a contributing community member. So I showed up and went live once a week with pure value in that community. So the next thing that I also did was I was an early adopter. So I really want to clarify, that doesn't mean you have to see a trend and jump on the bandwagon of every trend. But what I did do is have a look at, well, where are my community and what would be helpful? And at that time, not everyone was on podcasts, but I knew that there were a lot of people who were going to be on podcasts. And I knew that that was going to be something that I could consistently and reliably produce. And everybody was on Facebook groups. There just didn't happen to be many or any for people navigating infertility and fertility challenges. So I went on there and I committed to being consistent on both of those channels. It was only later that I then added Instagram to that mix. And again, it was somewhere that people were. So I decided that I would add that in. But one of the things I did in the early days I committed myself to an internal challenge of posting twice a day on Instagram. And what that looked like in reality was not scheduling posts. I did at one point have three months of posts scheduled, ready to go. And can I tell you, batching is life. I don't do that anymore, not three months worth anyway. But I committed to posting twice a day and it looked like when I woke up in the morning and drank my coffee, I posted. When the kids were watching a little TV show and having bath time, I posted. So I posted consistently at the same time 
every single day, but I was like, this has just got to be something that is built into my routine. In the early days of building something like Instagram, and I know it's hard, like I struggle with it too, but in the early days of my business, when I I didn't have that many clients, I didn't have that much going on in my business. So I did have the capacity to do it and I needed to because I needed to grow my audience. So I committed to posting two times per day until I figured out what was up, until I figured out what worked, till I figured out what didn't work, until I knew what people engaged with and what they wanted. And sometimes quality comes from quantity. And I know this from the Launch Easy Life Instagram account. You literally cannot build an Instagram account in the early days without showing up every single day, posting every single day. Like it has to be once a day or six times a week and take Sundays off, but it has to be that schedule if you're in the early days and want to build it. It doesn't have to be that schedule forever, but can I tell you the people who have the biggest audiences are the people who have the biggest sales. So sure, if you need to take your foot off the pedal at some point, fine, but know that like my, even the Mind Body Fertility Reset Instagram account would be so much bigger if I showed up every single day consistently. And every time I've done that and been through sprints, my audience expands exponentially. Right now is a giant example. I've just told you that we've reached 230,000 people and our Instagram is growing at a rate of 3.2%. So that again, could be higher as well. But when you show up, your audience shows up. So you've got to show up consistently. You can't put in three posts total and then expect like, why is my business not at $100,000? That's why. So you have to. And I committed at that time to posting two times per day on Instagram for at least one month. And I just went for it. If you're a health and wellness practitioner and you're growing your business, you know that Instagram is unrivaled in its ability to grow, connect, and convert your audience all on the one platform. But it's not just about going viral and reaching a bunch of people. It's about grabbing your cloud nine clients' attention in a way that positions you as an authority and a service provider. Want to know exactly how to do that? I have a free PDF case study with three example posts that will give you an insight into three different types of posts you can create today to help you do just that. Check out our show notes or visit launcheasylife.com slash social to get your hands on this free PDF copy today. The next thing that I did was I invested right from the start in my business. I think this is one of the things that has set me aside from other people and enabled me to grow is I've always really valued the insight from people who are more advanced than me. And even right from the start in 2016, before I was running this as a business, when I was just dabbling with the idea that it might be a business, this was at the time when I had a vegan food blog, I was like, maybe I could make some money here. What I did was invest in a mentor in like six coaching packages and spoke to her about like, is this a thing? Is this feasible? What does your business look like? And then in 2018, when I said, nope, I want this to be my business. I don't want to return to my corporate role. I invested mid four figures 
in an eight-week coaching experience with a coach to help me decide what I was going to do next and get my group coaching program up and running. So that was what I did. And I've always valued that. I've always readily invested in my business. And I've really seen the value in doing that. I've had the first six months of this year, not without a coach or a mastermind. And I'll be honest, I've really felt it. There is something about having that community or person behind you for both the ups and the downs to be able to bounce ideas off. Honestly, and so I've joined a mastermind now that is about to start because I value that back and forth. I value someone pushing me. I value that. And that's, as I've been saying this, I've realized that from in January and February, I did have a coach pushing me and, you know, focusing on one particular element of my business, but I haven't had one since then. And I've felt it. I've felt not having that community. I felt not having that back and forth online courses, In the early days, that might maybe the only thing that you can swing with your finances. But honestly, once you get to a particular level, like having a coach, having a community like a mastermind is a game changer just for not sitting with the monkeys in your mind and having a direct game plan that moves you forward, someone to call you out on your bullshit, all of those things, game changer. And that's something that I feel like I've always been really good at because I've always known that investments pay dividends. It gets you there faster. They tell you what they've tried that hasn't worked. They'll tell you what's going on in the industry from other people that they've heard. You get to build friendships. And I've built so many connections because I've paid to be in containers with people and it makes it so much easier. So that's one of the things I've always done. And I've always known that If I join something, I'm committed to putting in the work and getting the return on investment back from that. Even if it doesn't show immediately in that container, I know that it will come back to me in the future. And that has always been the case. So when I invested mid four figures to work with that first coach in 2018, during the time that I worked with her, I actually only recouped half the investment. But that was where we built the Fertility Warrior Intensive. That business made multiple six figures in revenue. So if I had still, you know, been umming and ahhing about what I was going to do, it would have number one taken so much longer, but I wouldn't have got it out there potentially into the world. I might've landed on just releasing an ebook or something that would have only still made me like $5,000. So it's not just about investing in a coach or experience. It's about also committing to putting in the work. And I feel like that's important to add on there. You need to put in the work and take the personal responsibility to make that happen. It's not just you invest in a container and magically your business explodes. You take their insights, add them to your own discretion and commit to putting in the work to make that happen with that little oomph of pressure because you've invested in that container. So the next and the last thing that I did that most people probably won't do to grow their business is I learned about organic audience growth. And what I mean by that is specifically search engine optimization. If you are putting out a blog once a week and you don't know how to get eyeballs on that blog, what is the point? It's like shouting into the Grand Canyon. Can anyone hear you? If you're in the middle of the outback or the bush or somewhere and there's no one around, what is the point of shouting help? right? If you put out a podcast, but you don't know 
how to get people to listen to the podcast, what is the point? If you put out a weekly email newsletter and the only person who reads it is your mum, and everybody starts at zero, obviously, but if you don't know how to get more people onto that email newsletter, what is the point? So I learned search engine optimization and how to grow my audience and absolutely utilized collaborations as a way to grow my audience. But by and large, one of the biggest flexes I've had, it's why we have like, I don't know, 12,000 page views per month on our website. It's one of the reasons why the podcast reached a million downloads. It's one of the reasons why our Instagram even keeps growing is because I learn and why we've had at times 500,000 Pinterest monthly views. It's why I've got to do nothing on my Pinterest now, but we still generate 150 to 200,000 monthly views on Pinterest is because I've learned the strategy behind how to put out content that is going to get found. And again, it's an investment in learning skills that will pay dividends forever and ever. Those are some of the things that I did in the early days that I think have served me really well and helped me grow my business to where it is today. So I would love to hear from you. Are you doing any of those things? Have you had an aha moment in listening to this podcast, especially if you're at the early days of your business? It isn't, you cannot grow and run, in my opinion, a sustainable business by just, for example, posting on Instagram two times per week. There needs to be more than that. I'm a huge fan of riding the one horse. Put your effort, solid effort into building one platform. So number one, that means putting a solid effort in, i.e. posting once a day, twice a day, whatever that is, putting a solid effort into how to get found, how to grow, how to look at your insights and how to make that work, but then layering it on with other strategies in order to grow and doing it in a strategic way. Oh, so much value in learning those skills. Please come and reach out to me at Launch Easy Life if you've had an aha moment. If you want to discuss it further, if you've got any questions, I would love to hear from you. Thank you for putting up with my nasally voice today. And I can't wait to chat to you next week. Bye for now. We are done with the meat and potatoes of this episode, but I am not letting you go just yet, my friend. Before you jump off, I have three quick things that I would love to share with you. Number one is thank you so much for listening today. If you'd like to hear more about growing your visibility through Instagram, podcasting, or Pinterest, creating or launching or growing your signature program, automations, or many more online business nuggets of gold, pause now, hit that subscribe button because we are here for you weekly. Number two is if you would like to learn more about working with us, and joining our signature program, the Well-Conceived Mastermind, which is unlike any mastermind you've seen before, check out our show notes below and you will find all the links to join the waitlist or sign up and join the mastermind now. And number three, lastly, if you do nothing else, make sure you come and find us on Instagram for daily behind the scenes and hugely savable and value-packed content. You will find us at Launch Easy Life. Well, that's it from me today. Now go out there and create your well-paid business and your well-lived life.